Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. We are back with another Reddit episode, this time coming from the Unpopular Opinion subreddit. You guys love these episodes, we love these episodes, and we're here to just talk about some fun stuff. Before we do that, we always like to start off with our weekly spotlights. So, do you have one that's coming top of mind? I do. I have a couple, you know, fun things to talk about. So, my weekly spotlights specifically, I have two. One was when we went to our grandma's house on, was it Wednesday or Thursday night? Wednesday. On Wednesday night. And we had just like a nice little like homemade spaghetti, salad, garlic bread meal. And we um, started playing escape room, but like also just like our uncle came over and we didn't know he was going to be there. I think he just drops by grandma's house every couple times during the week. Um, And just, it was like a fun conversation just because like we don't see him, you know, frequently, like in the sense like you know, like every like once a month or something. I don't know. Um, and so it's just fun to catch up, had some funny conversations and it was a blast. It was so fun and distracting that we had intended to do an escape room type of game. And Meg and I ended up just like looking at each other being like, this is not going to get done. So yeah, it was like, that I was away. trying to like do the game, but then also like I was listening to the conversation. So I like really was not getting anywhere, but so we were like, okay, let's pause and then my other spotlight is just that I started training for the position that I got. And so, like, kind of delving more into having a job. <laughs> so that's good. My weekly spotlight is maybe um, the fact that we're kind of doing a little bit of work on our guest room. And so, and I did want to talk about that. <laughs> you did? Like, the whole ordeal oh. yesterday. So, in our vlog, if you want to see, like, a reference picture or just, like, some of the stuff we've been working on, feel free to check that out. Um, but just to recap some things. So our guest bedroom, kind of like when we first moved in, there's one wall that's pink, the rest are gray. We have like a queen bed in there, but it's kind of just like a hodgepodge of like things that we already owned that we threw together to like make it so we had a guest bedroom. And eventually we wanted to, you know, be a little bit more intentional and have like an actual like nice comforting place to stay for any guests that might be staying over. And so I found like a picture on Pinterest that I just fell in love with. Sierra also liked it. So we were like, okay, our plan is to kind of use this and copy it um, as our inspiration for the guest bedroom. And so we started painting a little bit last weekend. And then there's in the picture, and I've also seen like quite a few TikToks of like just people doing renovations on their own homes with people who add like trim to the wall to just make it a little bit more personalized and change the style up a little bit. And, you know, I was just kind of like, I really want to try and do that for this room because I really think it would add 
that extra level. And by I want to try to do that, we meant our dad will try and do that. So to be fair, I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it ended up being. We're going to talk about the whole ordeal. We did this yesterday, and so it's fresh in our minds. Um, Keep in mind, we had already kind of painted three of the walls, and we were waiting to do this fourth wall after we got all the trim and stuff done, so we could just paint it all at one time. So our dad knew that he was going to help us, and he was planning on coming over this weekend, aka yesterday. And at first, he knew we were doing trim, but he thought it was just going to be like a square no, type of trim. he knew it wasn't a square, but he had asked me in the past when I asked him, he was like, you like don't want to just like do a square and like make it easier. And I was like, no, I really think because instead of a square trim, it's got like little corner cutouts at each thing. And it just I liked how that looked. And I was like, we're doing this like the picture. And so he was like, that turns each like frame thing instead of in like four cuts you have to do like 12 cuts or something and, and it just you have more harder. angles that you can potentially be like a little off on and then it makes things a little more yeah. tricky and then you also like keep in mind that like i don't know if our walls are perfectly square or something some of our boards might have been just ever so slightly warped that like try as we might whether we were trying to level things or make sure things were cut at a right angle you know it's just it was becoming more and more tricky. And I mean, credit to our dad. Because and then also like the trim that we had was like one side is fatter than the other. And then like one side skinnier. Like that's just like how the decorative trim works. And so when you're making specific cuts to the corners, like you just really had to like, our dad was the one doing all the cuts. So like really he came in basically after like cutting two things and he was like, I need a better idea of like what, how many pieces I need of what specific things because like, it was a little confusing with like, like I wish I could less. give you guys an example but and then like which you know angle are you cutting each small piece on even when he had completed all of the cuts and Megan and I took the pieces upstairs and went to the guest bedroom and tried to kind of like lay things out how we thought it was supposed to get set up it took us a hot second to be like okay these pieces can go together but these two can't and like let me put these two together and they don't go together yeah um so it was like a mind like I don't know mind warp or something but um Anyways, and keep in mind, he's, like, in our garage doing all the cuts and stuff. Megan and I are just, like, chilling in the living room because we don't really – we can't help with much when he's cutting all this stuff. And so <laughs> he's, like, coming in, like, being like, oh, we got to do blah, blah, blah. Like, he's very much, like, a we person. And Megan and I are just, like, yeah, we can do it. Sure. And he'd go back outside. And I even brought up, like, the TikTok sound where it's, like, I've got your back from right here. Yeah. that's what I felt like we were doing the entire time. <laughs> he it was, was like, here yesterday. He was doing stuff we were trying to be helpful but like he was the one mainly doing stuff and so sierra i don't know what people on tiktok is like on tiktok the videos make it seem so easy and because in my mind and i don't know the types of wood that people are using but in my mind i swear people just like put stuff on the wall where they wanted it take little nails nail it in that was my impression of like what we were getting ourselves into however um our dad was they got oak which is a hard wood but that's like the one that had the best pattern for the trim that we had options for. So then it's like, okay, you can't just nail through that. You have to like pre-drill every single hole that you're doing before you nail it in. And then our dad didn't like the idea of stuff not being in a two by four. He hates when things are not in two by fours. And like, it's just like the bane of like his existence. Studs, yeah. Um, but in my mind, I was kind of like, it's not like stuff is hanging off of these. They just need to stay on the wall. On the wall. 
and so he was at least a little happy when like the top parts we had like we could put those on two by fours and the bottom and then the rest like it just it either it was, was or it wasn't was. but every time i hit a stud he was like oh good we hit one so that made him happy um anyway so we start making our way through these frames getting all the pieces on we get to the first frame that we made we get to the bottom piece and this is when we're kind of like we had been having some struggles throughout but like framing that entire overall piece. things were looking pretty good and we're like okay this is like did it work like is this gonna fit do these corners match up and the bottom piece just would not fit for whatever reason so we're like okay you know we're gonna come back to that so we did the other we had two frames in that room so we did the other frame that second one went really surprisingly easy and like went a lot faster everything fit, fit a lot better it was supposed to basically and so then we go back to the other frame and i kid you not when i say this bottom piece alone probably took like 45 minutes to an hour to try yeah. and get on and also so we have like our own drill bits and so that's what we were using and we so it's like, like hold this- on the funny comments that happened like our dad was getting so frustrated with this whole thing so meg and i are just like chilling he's like saying how bad it's gonna look and megan and, and i'm like, no, so much like i honestly am just like you're carrying way more than i am like we're gonna get wood filler it's gonna be fine so anyway we had he has like this whole box of nails and they're all like the same type of nail and like the second time he tries to nail something in it was like too big of a nail or something and so it was a different type of nail in the wrong box or something and he called it like an orphan nail which i just thought was like the funniest thing ever and so i was laughing about that for like 10 minutes and then, um, what was, oh, and then this is like at the end when he was like really frustrated. So he showed up here at like one o'clock. Yeah. And it was, I didn't think it was, it was like 730 when he left. <laughs> so, um, towards the end, to be fair, we took a lunch break. Yeah. And like we went and got stuff at Menards too, like when he first got here. So it wasn't all like working on the wall, but it was a lot of working on the wall. Um, but then like towards the end, he's like, again, he's the one doing all the work. Like Meg and I are just kind of We're just kind of like trying watching. to keep spirits high. And then he's, like, doing something, getting frustrated, like, it's not working. He's like, I'll go home if you want me to. <laughs> like, like, I'll leave you right now. That's how he worded it. He's like, I'll leave right now if you want me to. <laughs> I was like, if I want you to? I was like, if you want to leave, you can. Like, I get you're frustrated. Yeah. But the way he worded it, he was like, you know, I know you guys are frustrated. I'll leave if you want me to go. <laughs> but it was definitely him just, like, he's kind of wanting go. it out. But, like, I said, then if I you want to like, go home, feel free. But then he was like, no, he needed to, like, finish I think it was because his he brought his saw here and he didn't want to have to bring his saw back to like keep working on stuff. Yeah. And so um, another thing too is like at the very beginning, we only had one drill bit. Well, well we have many drill bits, but one, one tiny that was one gonna work that we were using. Nails. And so he was kind of like, do you think this is going to like work for this entire product? Like it might break and you're going to need to go get a new drill bit. And I was kind of like, no, I think it's going to be fine. And so... You know, it powered through 99% of the project. And we had and then, finally that like one piece of wood that we were talking about that wouldn't fit. We finally cut it in a way that it fit close enough. And so it fit and we were finishing screwing stuff on. Or I even got my goniometer out for this project trying to figure out why the angle was so messed up. Yeah. Um, and then I was joking around. We had like three more nails to do to finish the project. And he had done one. He was on the second one. And I was like, the drill bit like breaks like right now or something. And then... Guess what happened? The very next one, the it drill broke. bit broke. Did I say that right? I think I said drill bit. The drill bit broke. Luckily, our dad has like, he brought a good enough amount of tools where he had drill bits he brought with him. So we did finish it. It was all fine. Um, and then he was very happy to get out of okay. here. He, what did he say at the end? He was just like, 
um, or Sierra, I think, was kind of like, we'll pay for dinner sometime. And then he was like, no, being like seeing you is like payment enough. But it was like a joke. It was not payment enough. Um, so, yeah, of course, we said we were very thankful and grateful that he helped us out with that. And Sierra and I can finish the rest. Yeah. But <clears throat> I thought I wish you guys like could have been here because it was just so, so funny. Funny experience. I'm sure my dad, like looking back, he's probably not, he's probably like, I don't know if I'd call that funny, <laughs> but I was just along for the ride. So I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's hard. What's hard is like our dad, when he's frustrated, like he's the one doing the work. So he's going to get more frustrated than like Sierra and I were. To be honest, like I wasn't expecting a perfectly flawless thing. I thought everything was looking fine, like, this is how My well. strategy is I step back by the door and I'm like, that's pretty good. That's how I do my makeup. That's how I, like, that's how I do things. How does it look from afar? And that's how we judge. So our dad was being pickier than we were and was only trying to make it better so that he felt better about it. Yeah. And I was kind of like, look, it's going to be fine. So I wasn't really getting super frustrated or picky with anything. Like, I cannot tell you how many times me or my would be like, it looks fine. Like, just do that. And he'd be like, no, it doesn't. And he was also getting mad with like, because again, he wanted stuff to be like super secure and like on the wall. So he's like, you're sure we shouldn't glue this to the wall? He did end up getting some glue and gluing some stuff down. So... Anyways, that was what we spent our afternoon and evening doing yesterday. So, um, any other fun updates that you want to share with the class before you get started? Um, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I actually don't we know. We have less than 100 subscribers I was like, to we're go. probably getting close. So before we hit 1,000. Please so. go help us out. Um, oh, also one other quick fun update is that Megan and I are gathering some things to do a photo shoot oh, yeah. for some new according to photos we have so, some backdrops even laying on the floor ready to go um and we've got some props and stuff so hopefully next weekend we will be able to have some fun with that mm-hmm. um, if you guys would like to see how those photos eventually turn out you should follow our instagram at according to mm-hmm. we're doing it ourselves so yeah. hopefully give us a little bit of grace yeah with that i think it'll be good the it's mostly like how well can we like actually What's the word I'm looking for? Produce, like, what we planned. Yeah. Because the vibes are right and the idea is good. But, you know, now you have to execute. execute. So. How about you start first? Okay. So, if you are unfamiliar with what we do during these Unpopular Opinion subreddit episodes, we go on to reddit.com. They have a million and one subreddits for any category you could possibly think of. Specifically, the Unpopular Opinion subreddit is very popular and people are free to share something that they think is an unpopular opinion that they have and we like to go through read them out with the class and decide for ourselves if we either agree or disagree with the opinion and if we think it is or is not unpopular so first one i have they say they should really give a warning to viewers before playing a commercial for an upcoming horror style movie really wish they would give some warning before or really wish they would give some warning when they show these commercials I'm watching a hockey game on ESPN, and then all of a sudden they show a trailer for a new exorcism-style horror movie. It's 10 p.m. I don't want to see that type of trailer for a movie right before I go to bed. I wish they would give me a warning when it comes to stuff like that. As a fellow person who hates scary and horror movies, um, like, I kind of get it. I don't like seeing stuff either. Like, honestly, the one in recent memory for me was being at the movie theater, and then obviously, like, at the movie theater, they're playing a bunch of previews for upcoming movies. And I don't remember what I was seeing, but then they like played like the smile trailer and like that one really disturbed me. And same with like the Megan trailer. That one was, that weird, one was weird, disturbing. That I dance really that she did on. killed me though in the Megan trailer. And so 
I don't know. It's like you kind of just like once it's there, once it comes on, like look away. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I agree. I also don't think it's a big deal. To me, it's as long as they're playing whatever the trailer is rated, if they're playing on a channel that that's the intended audience of that channel, I don't think you need an extra warning. It's like if I'm watching a, you know, a sporting event and someone like gets hurt, I don't want to see that either. But like, I'm just, I'm watching it, you know, and there's a chance that that can happen. Obviously, it's not like the complete same thing. But if you like see something that you're starting to be like, I don't know if I want to see this, close your eyes, look away. What's tricky though is that now what they do with horror trailers specifically is they will try and like start playing a trailer i feel like that they don't want to give away as a horror movie and then after a while you're like it starts to get like more and more creepy and you're like is this a horror movie do you remember um is it like the knock knock at the cabin or something um that's like either coming out or just came out but i'm pretty sure when we first saw the trailer it was like a light-hearted like they're going to the cabin getting more and more confused and then, like, it starts to get creepy, and I'm like, is this supposed to be a scary movie? And then I'm like, I don't like scary movies. Should I look away? But, yeah. You just have to turn away, look away. Let me see what some people say. Um, Someone said, or someone commented, quote, the following is intended for appropriate audiences, plays before some. So, and I know that does play before some. Like, if you see, like, usually trailers when they play, like, they'll show that screen so mm-hmm. you know what to expect but i can't recall in recent memory when i watched a trailer if it like always has that okay mine is um streaming has ruined the value of music before these streaming services came along you had to buy the record cd tape or mp3 to listen to it and once you bought it you owned it and no company could take it away from you now we pay 15 dollars a month for every song known to man and nobody values the experience anymore i think you just talked about this actually recently i kind of went on a tangent i've thought about stuff like this a lot in terms of like it's almost i think it's like not fair to be able to compare music and its popularity with things back when you had to like sell physical copies versus now things are streamed so like that's frustrating to me as like someone who likes knowing just like popular things back then popular things now how do they compare what records Mm -hmm. are broken like it's not apples to apples so it's just like frustrating to me personally (laughs) um but then I can understand how it does, like, take away from the hype that it once was of, like, oh, like, this new album's coming out, like, you have to run to the music store. Or can you believe, like, people used to pay $1.29 for a single song on iTunes? Like, that's a lot of Mm -hmm. money for one song. It is. And I used to not be, like, (laughs) I used to be someone that, like, didn't care that much about music, and so in my mind, I was like, I'm never paying for Spotify if I want to listen to a song, like, I'll just go play it on YouTube on my phone. And then I changed in college. And I mean, it was true I'm for the not. time. Um, it changed when we got AirPods. We got AirPods and we got Hulu. And then you had, like, a combined Spotify student account. Well, because I, mean, I realized we I honestly, can't go back. We went a long time in life. Not, like, a long time. But, like, it took us until college to really, like, become, like, listeners. Does that make yeah. any sense? Like, we would listen to music on, like, in our car. Or like, like I was a radio girl, always. But until we got to college, like I would see people have like their AirPods or headphones. I never like had any headphones or like I was never listening to anything. I just walked to class with nothing in my ears. I used to work out with just my nothing. Thoughts. Um, like, I didn't work out with anything until college, like playing in my ears. I didn't have yeah. headphones. And then I think we must have gotten AirPods for like a Christmas present or something. I don't remember when we got them. 
but we did and i think i started using them more for working out just i mean i enjoy it now what can i say i like the freedom of choice to like play what i want have my specific songs and so i get the hype now but back to the original unpopular opinion i do think like it's exciting to have such easy access and it's crazy that we can with like any song you could ever want to listen to like go on spotify and just like play it but i understand kind of like that cult following hype that would come with like you know so-and-so is releasing like their new album like Elvis is the only person I can think of. Elvis is releasing his new album. You have to go to the music store and like go and buy it before it sells out. Yeah. Um, a lot of comments are kind of just like there's pros and cons to both. Um, like a lot of people, you really had to like think about what you wanted to spend your money on when you were like going to buy an album mm-hmm. or a CD and then you'd have it on like repeat all the time because like you bought you've it. only got so many songs. And so like um, one of the comments was talking about how that kind of limited them to only knowing they wanted to like buy stuff from like a specific genre because if they were going to pay money for it they wanted to know that they were going to like it versus like Mm -hmm. with the ability to stream all the songs you could possibly want you have a lot more freedom to like explore other artists or other genres that you wouldn't normally Mm -hmm. feel like you could i've also seen related to like physical media versus streaming and stuff like albums are not the same or people don't listen to albums the same as they used to when they had physical like yeah. albums that they would release you'd get it and you listen to the whole thing all the way through and some people still do that when albums are released but like you don't usually listen to an album that way anymore i feel like maybe when it comes out you listen all the way through and then now you pick your favorite songs and like those are the ones you stick to mm-hmm. versus i feel like you'd be like i bought the album or like playing this whole thing over and over and over yeah yeah i'm just i'm guessing i don't actually own any albums but that's from what i've heard okay i feel like that I guess I was like, we didn't say if it was unpopular or popular. I feel like since they just said it has ruined the value of music, I kind of, I would say that I would maybe agree in the sense that like, it certainly isn't um, the same. I could see that. Like anyone can release and produce music and put it on Spotify and That's have true. it, you know, available to the masses. I, I can see that. Okay, next unpopular opinion. Adults who catch a home run ball should not be obliged to give it to a kid, and they shouldn't be hated for not doing it either. They have likely waited their whole life for this opportunity, and they shouldn't be given crap for not getting rid of a one. Yeah, for not getting rid of a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, I mean, sure. I, don't, I honestly don't care. Keep. I don't ball. really care either. Um, I think it's like cute when like you'll see an adult catch it, and then. To me, it's only really, like, maybe give it to the kid if you're, like, both, like, right there catching it and then you, like, you snatch kind of like, it, you know? Like, you want the glory of, like, the catch, but maybe you let them have the ball. But, anyways. like, if you're, like, there and there's a kid, like, two rows behind you, I'm like, you don't have to give it to the kid. Like, some people will do that, too, where they're, like, yeah. they catch it and they look for, like, the nearest kid. And like, you take it. I'm, like, if you want the ball so bad, keep it. Yeah. And, I mean, if people dislike you or hate on you for it, like, it's only going to so forget about you. No one cares that much. Um, let me see what some of the comments say. Someone said, I went to a hockey game and one of the players gave me their stick and some kid asked if they could have it. Like, no, he gave it to me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That would be so awkward. Like, if a little kid, like, comes to you just, like, wanting something, you're like, well, I want it. You're like, too. <laughs> you could have it just because you're a child. Okay. I don't have anything more for that one. All right. How about relationships are supposed to be easy? Any initial thoughts? I have mixed thoughts about this statement in general. 
someone who's never been in a relationship i think it depends on sometimes you kind of look at other people and you're like is it really that hard i like, think is it, it depends supposed to be that hard the nature i think like knowing that you're with your person should be easy like i think you know what i mean with like that you shouldn't part. be like concerned about losing them or like like you should be comfortable enough in your relationship that like even if there's the hard stuff or like the fights the whatever like everything that comes with a relationship that is hard it should be easy to know like this is the person i want to do it with though okay. is what i am saying so initially. i said everyone always says relationships are supposed to be work they're not they're supposed to be easy even long term and i'm not talking about important life decisions like financials and having children Building a life together is work, sure. I'm specifically pointing out the work that people refer to when using this phrase. Those who have said this in my life use it in a context when discussing disagreements or frustrations with their partner, and many are in unhappy marriages, some without even realizing it, and I pity them. If your relationship is work, maybe you should rethink it. It's If it's consistent work, it's probably not the relationship for you. I do have similar thoughts in some ways to like what this person's saying. I don't like when people who you always hear complain about their relationships, always say, like, well, relationships are a lot of work. And they use that to, like, justify the dislikes and, like, stuff they don't like about their relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it goes back to, like, just the general... I'm not thinking of any one person specifically or, like, a relationship specifically. But, like, you hear about, like, you know, the old ball and chain, like, whatever. Like, people who talk about their relationships like that or in that context, those give me the energy of those people who are, like, relationships aren't easy. Like, you know... I'm like, okay. Like, do you like I don't desire your relationship, but I'm not saying relationships are easy. I feel like there's definitely, and some of these I know a lot of people use just like phrasing as like a joke or it's just like common to say or talk about certain things like how we do, like people making fun of like, oh, the wife's going to be mad or angry or whatever. And I don't love that so much because I just feel like it makes it seem like you literally don't like your partner. And hopefully, like, no matter what's going on, like, hopefully there's a blanket statement of at least you can say, I like my partner. Right? At the very least. Like, that's, like, even if you're frustrated with them for X, Y, Z, even if whatever, you should be able to say, I like them. I like hanging out with them. Maybe not right now because they did something that annoyed me, but, like, in general. Um, This person that commented, I thought, had, like, a good um, analogy. So he said, I like to think of a relationship as having a car. If your car is constantly breaking down and needs repairs every other day, randomly lights itself on fire and is bleeding you dry to keep it running, you probably need a new car. However, you also can't expect your car to perform perfectly with no maintenance whatsoever. You still need to put the gas in the car, change the oil, keep the interior clean, and take it in for a check when the little check engine light comes on. I think that's a good analogy. What's your like take on the whole like relationships should be easy? I I feel like there should be enough, like, I'm not saying relationships can't have, like, frustration or anything. Because, like, I think if you really, like, you care about something, you want to, like, you're not just going to be, like, completely, like, a pushover over everything. You're going to, like, want this thing. And even if, like, you're, like, I want it with you, but, like, this is what's important to me. This is what's important to you. Like, those aren't always things that you know, work perfectly together. And so you have to come up with ways to navigate those disagreements. But there's sometimes you hear about people where it's just like they literally never argue at all. And sometimes I'm kind of like, how? Yeah. Like how, how never? But I don't know. It's not my relationship. And if it works for them, then 
Okay. What's your take? I have like a kind of. You tangent. just want like there to be like some stakes in the game, and so you want people to care. That's like my big thing. Is like, I need to care about the relationship. You need to care. We both need to like care, and usually that means there's going to be some level of disagreement. disagreement probably. Yeah. What's your take? Because you know how some people will say like, oh, like if you've never been in a fight with your partner, like you guys like aren't in like a serious relationship or something to that extent. Have you heard people say that? Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? I don't feel like it's a hard and fast rule of people who have never fought, like, they're not going to make it. Um, so I guess, like, I don't know. I don't really have, like, a huge opinion on that. I don't either. I think, if anything, my opinion would be, like, who am I or who is anyone to judge, like, whether or not someone's relationship is serious or not based yeah. on how and many maybe, fights Yeah, and maybe, like, some people probably consider fights to be different things. Yeah. So, like, if you're talking about just, like, little things, then... Even the people who say they don't fight probably do that as well. If you're talking about like huge giant blow ups, maybe they're like, no, we haven't had like a huge giant blow up because Mm -hmm. we haven't had that big of a disagreement. So I think that, you know, there's not really like a right or wrong there. Okay. Are you next? Um, That was mine. So no. Okay. I'm next. Um, This one's kind of not worded necessarily in an unpopular opinion way, but they said more men and people in general grow your hair please i honestly think hair is so beautiful i see so many beautiful faces on men and i just imagine them with long slash longer hair and they would look even more gorgeous too many men have the same haircuts usually buzzed on the sides um and back with a little bit longer on the top and the front it's really repetitive and feels like guys feel socially required to get this haircut sometimes don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with short hair and can and it can also look really good same with bald beauties too also i want to recognize not everyone can grow their hair easily or evenly and some people have their have hair loss problems if you really love your hair or if you really love long hair you can try wigs too additionally another note is that caring for longer hair can take more time and more money so i understand some people don't have that luxury they have a bit like longer tangent too but i feel like that's fine to stop there i gotta say i'm a huge fan of longer hair and like not like long long i guess so like this is i don't know how long they're talking um but like what's it called like a flow yeah i was like what's the word i'm looking for like, I like that. I'm not saying that, like, every guy has to have that haircut because, like, there's guys with other haircuts that I'll still find attractive. But I just think that, you know, having a nice head of hair is good. Thumbs up. And also, like, every time I see a guy get a haircut, <laughs> every guy I've ever said, like, seeing gets a haircut, they're gonna be like, what? But I'm always like, hmm, looked a little bit better before you got a cut. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like guys also just get into that routine of, like, it's been six weeks, so I gotta get the haircut. And I personally, like you, like the longer. And also, I, I have to put it out there, I'm worried that guys are not getting their hair cut for, like, what, you know, we think looks better. But we're just providing our opinion. But I also wanted to touch on, um, I think, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or can be worded into one, but it's a hair opinion I have for guys. One, touching on, like, the buzz cut hair on top. I'm growing to really, really not like that look. Especially if it's, like, a distinct buzz to, like, the hair is on top. A nice fade. Like, a fade is okay. But if it's, like... Have you ever seen guys where, like, like, half of the side of their head is, like, literally bald? Because that's how, like, high they take the fade. Or have you seen guys who have, like, their hair, like, it's, like, a part. But it's not a part and their hair's just, like, bald on the other side? Yeah. I don't like that either. Um, so that's one opinion I have. And the other one is that... I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Oh, I I think most guys, as they get older, they learn a way to style their hair. But I truly think, like, 
a guy has not fully <laughs> grown up until he like learns to like style his hair in every day sense do you know what i mean like how like their everyday go-to yeah look. and i'm not trying to make it sound like you know you have to get up and do your hair but like if i see a guy who like just like i can tell just like brushes his hair in the morning doesn't care like how it looks or like that's when you throw a hat on or something like i don't know how to word what i'm saying i don't but really you can <laughs> you're kind of on your own honestly i don't really know what you're saying either <laughs> i don't know i just like when guys like know a hairstyle they can do and do that consistently and like that's the hairstyle okay with products and stuff anyway that's all i got i also feel like guys should totally like embrace like because a lot of times um uh guys like want texture in the hair but like if their hair is like naturally straight then like that limits a lot of like the style you can do so like i love when a guy is like i'm gonna go get a perm and like you know has like the forethought to think like this is how i'm gonna like level up my hair game you know i love what when guys like are willing to get their eyebrows waxed like i feel like some guys are still unsure about like going to like a salon or like a like waxing studio or whatever it is to like do a service like that because they're like no like girls get their eyebrows waxed no anyone gets their eyebrows waxed if you have too much hair and you're your eyebrows and you don't want to tweeze them all day go get them waxed every couple weeks okay my next one this is pretty short but it's you have to be selfless sorry you have to be selfish before you can be selfless i need more context so i said in order to help others you first have to have your basic needs in personal life taken care of if you don't have, or if you don't, you won't have the energy or capacity to help others. I mean, I can see how, like, this would make it easier to be selfless and it wouldn't drain you nearly as fast as if you were, like, constantly giving but not having enough basic stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. Then that would probably bring you To up be honest, fast. I feel like I mostly picked this because I'm, like, this reminds me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so it's already been scientifically proven, basically, that this is true. <laughs> okay um you have to have yourself taken care of and then after that you can i mean technically this is talking about being selfless versus like not and like the other one is like self-actualization and like other stuff but i feel like the principle still applies i see it next one i have is the way we the oh my gosh the way we teach math is outdated i'm not talking about the elementary basics of addition subtraction multiplication percentages or division but high school and college level math Sure, engineers and math teachers are a thing, but after grad, 90% of people will not need these kinds of mathematics. It uses up too much time, paper, and thinking. At some point, they should ask students for consent if they wish to continue learning math and instead focus on subjects like finance, maybe HVAC. You lost me at the end there. Why did we go from talking about math to other stuff? I don't know. I think they're trying to get it like, not everyone wants to pursue a, like, a math-heavy career, so like go into the trades a little bit. They didn't need to worry like that. that. I mean, sure. And some schools probably honestly do have, like, I actually don't really know how much. I think that, I'm thinking of, like, schools near us. And I think that some of them are trying to, like, implement more programs to, like, get people who want to go into trades, like, kickstarted in that. But I can't speak to, obviously, like, all schools. Um, And I don't know if, like, regular school-to-work programs, like, do or don't incorporate stuff like that. But... I would argue that depending on the school, that's an option already. I, in some ways, disagree with this just because I feel like, for the most part, I never felt like we had to take any math that we didn't want to take, if that makes sense. 
And, like, they're making it sound like in high school people are taking math that they, like, I think, what's, like, the requirement for most people? Like, go up to trig? algebra one or trig or something? I know. We had to take trig. And then, like, required. that was, like, the extent of what we had to learn. And, like, I'm not saying it's not hard, Probs but, and like. stats we had to take, too. I don't know if that's really, like, But they're a different lower. type of math, yeah. you know? So, in my opinion, I think everyone needs to learn more than just freaking, like, addition, subtraction, multiplication. Like, problem stats, while I don't remember that much, like, it is applicable in, like, how you can think of something. Stuff. It's, you know. I don't know. You know. But that's important. Like, I think there's a, a value in learning things that you aren't necessarily going to use, but it challenges your brain in new ways. Like, trig. I mean, I could do, like, a little bit of trig, probably. But, like, I couldn't do a whole trig proof. I don't need to. But I think it challenges your brain and your thinking. I think mean, it's good. Yeah. And then um, any math that we took beyond that was our choice because we wanted, like, the college credit or whatever. So, and then don't ask me anything about math in college. I, like, took one stats class and I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I think that most people aren't taking too much math that they don't want to or didn't sign up for. Okay, how about this one? Inviting potential significant others to a family event as a date is weird. Like, I understand if it's your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're introducing them to your family, you're establishing something. But inviting someone you've maybe, one, you've maybe seen once or twice and going to a family event as a date is just weird to me. Um, maybe it's because I'm not comfortable around strangers or other people's family, but too many people are like, yeah, you want to come to my family, family reunion too casually. This made me think more so of, like, um, oftentimes, like, on a dating app or something, you might see someone say, like, I have, like, a, I need looking for a wedding date. That has to be a friend's wedding. I would never bring a stranger from a dating app to a family member's but wedding. But that's what it's, like, reminding me of. I'm, like, I could not imagine, I, yeah, like, no way in heck is that, like, a first or second date scenario. Yeah. So, I think, like, yeah, for me, if it's, like, someone meeting family, it's gonna be, like, we're, like, decently established, if not officially dating, like, very close. Or, like, I think, I picture... Whenever I'm dating someone who, like, I see, like, becoming, like, official, like, my boyfriend, they'll probably meet you, like, when we're just dating before we, like, become official. Maybe they would meet Haley. I don't know. But, like, I don't picture them meeting my parents until we're, like, officially dating. Yeah. Or any other family. What's your take? That is... I feel like I agree with that. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise I'd be like, well, I don't know how permanent this is, so, like, I'm why bother yeah. if and then i also feel like let's say i was like the bride at said wedding that someone else like brought someone they hardly knew to i'd find it weird if i kind of was like you know mingling with my guests and i went up and was kind of like talking to them and then i'm you know either going to be introduced to who they're with or whatever the person probably would just say like this is my date so and so and then i probably maybe wouldn't think that much about it. <laughs> maybe i actually wouldn't think that much about it but um i don't know it's just, just interesting to me if they were to be like, oh, like, this is my date, and it's like, oh, that's not your girlfriend, like, why should I have my wedding? You know what I think it is, though? Some people really, like, will not go somewhere if they, like, can't have a date. Like, can't bring a date. Mm. True. They kind of, like, they need Like, they said they need, there. like, that arm, someone on their arm to be with them. And I don't know if it's, like, I guess every wedding I've gone to, you've at least been there. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've really only been to, like, family weddings. Like, I have not yeah. had like friends really get married and so i could see like how the dynamics are different there but for now i'm like i wouldn't bring a random person as a date yeah 
Okay. Next unpopular opinion. Murder documentaries shouldn't be glorified. I don't get the fetish with them at all. There's the Dahmer one and now the Murdoch one. I don't understand why people think these things are fascinating. And the fact that people like to see how other people are murdered is disturbing and overall just shouldn't be re-envisioned. This is interesting because you and I, like many other people, like really watch, listen to things within the true true crime genre. Mm-hmm. So. I, I know that there can be like definitely like a very like, yes, true crime's good. And then like there's also just like people really hate true crime. And I try to be mindful of at least, like, what is released. And, like, I don't know exactly, like, what that means because, like, I'm not going to act like I do a deep dive on stuff. But I remember, first of all, it's not, like, every single true crime thing out there. I'm like, ugh, got to watch that. Like, I need to watch that. And so there was one that I know was put on Hulu. I don't even remember what case it was about. But I had heard people posting saying that the family of the victim, like, were actively, like, against that movie and project or documentary whatever and so i was like okay i'm not watching that because i found that disrespectful um so if i ever like hear or see something where it's directly related to like the victim's families and their thoughts on it i try to keep that in mind with like what i'm consuming um it's also a fine line when it comes to this like genre of content that people post in terms of like, how much do families want stories out there? Some families, like, push stories right. to either prevent things like this from happening again or to get justice for their family member. Like, some people want people to hear about it and to know about it. So there's, like, well, in that sense, maybe you should, like, listen and, like, tune in for that stuff more. And there's, like, the more gruesome stuff, too, that some people are like, is this just for shock value that you're sharing this and want to watch it? And then I think even the way that the content's presented can also get dicey. You'll see people that do, like, get ready with me while I share this, like, true crime story. And that's kind of, like that's weird if you think about it you know yeah and so just i think as long as you're being or mindful, then there's a lot of you know stuff of like with the ted bundy movie with dahmer um like how they kind of like produce it and whether like they're glamorizing stuff or not people um like have opinions on that stuff as well i don't have all the right answers like, yeah i don't know um i don't think it's like wrong to be interested in like it's the same thing with like if you hear like crazy news stories or like outlandish things it's almost like that i can't believe this happened type of deal and i don't think you can shame people for like being curious about it yeah but i think you can also if you are someone who consumes true crime in any way there's ways you can be mindful of how you're doing that okay being in a relationship during middle slash high school is not that fun Okay. They had, like, a short little tangent, but it honestly didn't make that much sense. So I kind of just took this in the general thing of, like, um, it's not that fun or it's not that serious or whatever. Okay. Well, let's go with, like, not that serious because I don't even know, like, not that fun. Okay. To me, if, like, middle school relationships are not real. If I was, like, a parent of someone in middle school and then I had a boyfriend, I would be like, you do not have a boyfriend. Like, I wouldn't take it. But I'd be like, okay, like, like sure, whatever. But I'm not, like you know, putting too much weight in that relationship. I would put, like, more weight into a high school relationship if my kid was in high school and said, like, this is my boyfriend girlfriend. I'd be like, oh, like, nice to meet them. They can, like, you know, go on dates, hang out. Like, I would respect that. But I'm also, like, aware of the fact that, like, high school relationships don't always last. And so it's, like, not the end all be all, but while they're in high school, they can be in a high school relationship. Yeah. I feel like I, I mean, I agree with basically what Sierra said. I feel like I myself have, like, skewed like 
in high school, I just feel like most people probably don't think to themselves, like, mm, this is like a pointless, meaningless relationship. So I'm like, not going to have a relationship with anyone. But like, that was my mindset in high school. And I do think that, well, first of all, like, I wasn't really like, it wasn't like I was being like sought after, okay? But like, in my mind, I still was kind of like, especially the, cl- the closer I got to graduating, it was more and more like, I mean, I'm going to be out of here soon. So like, I really don't care about like, a relationship or anything um but I also am kind of like you know I think that developmentally for me it probably would have been helpful oh for sure and I probably shouldn't have been so like this is meaningless this isn't gonna matter because it's just high school because like it's still an important part of just like, like I think you think back to like when people in general talk about like dating like that like high school puppy dog romance and I'm like what you know what I mean <laughs> huh yeah, can't really. And so in that sense, you like lose out on some typical milestones that I feel like people have just like when they're growing up and like learning how to date. Yeah. Like, you don't get that. And now I'm like in my early to mid 20s. I'm like, well, I can almost say like mid 20s and kind of having to be like just still such like a newbie with like <laughs> anything dating related. But anyways, so maybe in that sense, if you're like, I wouldn't say, like, encourage your kids to date in high school, but, like... But I think... Some parents are really, like, no dating in high school. And I think that's, like, no, they should. They can. Yeah, like, if the, something that comes up, then... As long as the person's not horrible. Because That's where... If you are a parent, though, and your kid's in high school, like, you, you should have you're not dating rules. Them. Like, I think that, as a parent, if your kid's you in high school... You dictate who they start dating. Yeah. And then you're kind of, like, <laughs> this is not the person you're going for. I think you can be more open with your opinions when they're in high school. Like, yeah. when they go to college, it's, like, you can have your opinions and share them, but, like, they're probably not going to care that much. But, like, if they're in high school and you don't like them, you're like, they can't come over here. Yeah. And I think that's fine, honestly. Use your parental judgment. Okay. Next one I have is, small talk is actually incredibly useful and not a waste of time. I've seen a lot over the last few years about how people hate small talk, talking about neutral or non-important topics like sports, weather, pleasantries, because it's either annoying, a waste of time, or inauthentic. I personally love small talk. Even if it goes nowhere and feels scripted, it can give me a valuable few minutes of human connection, even on a base level. I often find, too, that small talk is often a door to more meaningful conversations. No one should feel forced into a conversation or interaction they don't want to have, but small talk is an important tool to kickstart possible connection with another, oh my God, another human being. I agree with everything they just said. I just am not great at it. So then I kind of like don't like it. Although to be fair... Um, that's basically what I do all day when I'm talking with patients is trying to make small talk. So here's what I think. I agree in the sense, like, I don't want to talk about like the weather, the whatever, but I do think like, how else do you start a conversation if not with small talk? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just going to be like barging in a conversation asking about someone's like greatest fears, greatest fears. You know, typically that's not the way I would go about it. And so it's like that valuable entry point into a conversation that can hopefully reveal Stuff that you actually care about that you can talk about with someone else. Yeah. I always feel like, too, instead of, like, if you don't like small talk, like, current events or something can be, like, a little bit more interesting and engaging. And then, like, there's no stakes at play. You're not asking, like, personal stuff about them if you don't want to. But you can get, like, their opinions on, you know, like, March Madness is going on or whatever. Just, like, other things. Mm-hmm. Or if you, like, want to, like, have that small talk type of conversation but build into hopefully something that either you or whoever you're talking to cares more about. I can't remember what the exact, I think it was like a four letter 
acronym or something that's supposed to help you think about things to talk about. I can only remember three of the letters, but it's occupation, recreation, education. Like those are things you can talk about with anyone. And like it's going to be more personal and you can get into like hopefully those deeper topics a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. I like have a couple more that I could share, but I feel like I got my main ones covered. So unless you have any like super I have one that I think we can, it's not juicy, but it's kind of funny okay. that we can end on. Replying to a text with IDK is kind of curt. And if you don't know what curt means, because I didn't know what it meant either, I looked it up and it means briefly rude. So I completely understand if someone genuinely doesn't know how to answer my question, but if I spend time to write out a whole sentence, I feel like it should be common courtesy to reply with something a little more than just three letters. Something like IDK, maybe you should ask this person or IDK, but additional information that might be helpful. Or even just, sorry, IDK, dude. Just saying IDK makes it seem like seem like you think I'm not worth your time to give a proper response. It's the text equivalent of shrugging your shoulders and it's just, and it slightly stings every time I see it. Hmm. I'm a frequent I know, I'm like, IDK I'm about to go user. search my text right now to, uh, like, I can get in some sense, but if I'm going to say IDK, Google it, they can use some context like, and figure it themselves. I'm a frequent and, like, I might say, here, I'm looking at stuff I've said. Um, to Sierra, I've definitely said, I don't know, or I don't know if we tried that, or I said, I don't know what to say, IDK, what to say. Um, I feel like if you're implying, like, have at least some sense of, you know, you I can send look IDK yourself. to you all the time. <laughs> like, I'm looking awesome. at, actually, no, some of it's you sending it to me, too. Actually, most of it that I'm looking at is you sending it to me, but... Holy I feel God, like half the time it's because I send like a question that's not really a question, it's more rhetorical. And then you'll be like, I DK. And I'm not really looking for a response, but. Mm-hmm. I look, I'm absolutely 100% guilty of that. And I don't think it's wrong either. Because I feel like it's not rude. In my opinion, in my mind, it's not. Well, it's like, because I like, want to. I'm like, sorry, I don't know. Dad's being like, what's the password to my Wi Fi? And I told him the password, and he said it's not working. I said, IDK. Like, what more can you say? What are you supposed to add? So, like, you have no more direction for him to go in? Yeah. Or, like, Maggie will sometimes, like, send a text and, like, uh, ask questions. We're like, girl, I don't know. And then the Google it is implied if you are able to. Yeah. I remember, like, all the time with, like, sometimes Maggie would ask us, like, YouTube, like, camera or editing specific questions. And I'd be like, girl, I don't know. And then mm-hmm. the Google it is, or, like, YouTube or whatever is implied okay well hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode if you did make sure you give it a like if you're watching on youtube or you can rate our podcast hopefully a nice high rating (laughs) um share with your friends your favorite Mm -hmm. episode that we've had maybe it's this one maybe it's this one maybe it's i don't i was gonna say like i know there was a recent somewhat recent episode we did where it's like one of my more favorite ones but i like don't remember what it is off the top of my head good you guys tell it you guys can go find. We've had some good ones. You could go, if you've already listened, you could go check out the video version. Exactly. Listen to it again. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.